The popular opinion amongst SEOs is that the correlation between SEO and social media has little to no impact on your law firm's website organic rankings. I'm Lee Levy, co-founder of Nanato Media, and author of Beyond Sable Español, How Lawyers Win the Hispanic Market. And this is In Camera Podcast, where we don't forget that social media platforms are search engines within themselves that also rank in other search engines. podcast private legal marketing conversations grace welcome back thank you leo how are you today very well grace how about you i am fantastic that's great grace and i'm happy that you have a good mood because our conversation today is about social media and you know social media it's all about personality it's all about engagement and it's all about being unique and authentic right as we've many times covered here in the podcast. But today we're going to talk about something that somewhat's been controversial in the sense that there's people that have very strong opinions about whether social media has an impact in your organic uh, rankings or not. And I think, Grace, and we're going to argue that as a matter of fact, your social media strategy can certainly help improve your rankings. Now, before we even start the conversation and some people get combative about this statement, it may not be a direct boost or a direct line correlation or attribution that you can say, I'm posting too many links on social media and therefore my rankings are improving. That's not what this conversation is about. But what this conversation is going to be about is about how you can basically make your brand more popular and improve your authority status and use that to gain more visibility through search engines. Does that make sense, Grace? It sure does. Social media is about being social. So that's what this conversation is about. It is. But we're going to get into some very specific things that you can use and do in order to get that visibility, right? Right. So, Grace, here is the great one. And I love this point because it's very simple, it's very straightforward, and it makes a lot of sense, right? There's not a lot of uh, figuring out really what's the secret on this one. Why is social media great? Well, it's because it's a platform that allows you to get your content distributed through channels that you probably wouldn't get visibility otherwise. So basically, you create your blog post, you work a lot of you invest a lot of time and, and effort into creating quality content. And, and yes, of course, you're going to hope that Google sees it, indexes it, and then starts ranking it. But while that's happening, you can also share the content in your social media pages and be able to reach through tagging, hashtagging, important subjects in your audience or join conversations that are relevant to your audience and therefore get that visibility that otherwise would not have come organically 
yet, right? And so what happens is that people are starting to see your posts because they're seeing them on their timeline, because they're interesting to them, they're clicking and they're going and they're reading them. And then maybe some of them will then say, well, you know what? This is an inter interesting article. I'm writing about something that is similar or that is relevant to this, and I'm going to link back to it. And I know what you're thinking, Grace. There is way too much wishful thinking in here, right? And yeah, true. It's not going to be an always successful strategy. Not every single post that you're going to link to a blog article on your website is going to actually end up generating links. But hey, you've already created the content and you should all uh, be promoting it on social media so that you can potentially leverage that, right? So I think, Grace, that is a really feasible strategy to take. And again, the hard work's already been done by creating the content. A hundred percent. I mean, you know, it's part of putting it in front of more people than just, you know, your blog or your website. It, it's for people that want to engage with you on your content. And like you said, you already did the work. So you might as well create something that or recreate or use something that you already have and make it social in a way that people can engage with you. But yeah, the hard work's done. Use it. Yeah. And here's the other thing, because not all pieces of content are worth the same, right? There's going to be some very strategic pieces that you wrote that are super relevant for your law firm, right? That you're going to want to re be reposting over a certain period of time right? Uh, obviously, you're going to want to update something on the post. Maybe you're also going to be doing a, a, a refresh or an update on the article itself, and you want to continue to share it. And the, the reason why that's important is because you need to remember that, particularly if you're posting from your business page, the visibility it gets organically is really, really minimal. And so you cannot assume that every single one of your followers is going to actually see it uh, because you posted it once. So that's why it's important for you to actually post the, the same content more than once. Just don't do it back to back. Right, Grace? And I think, I don't know if it happens to you, but have you noticed, particularly in LinkedIn, that sometimes you get to see posts from your connections that was actually posted over two weeks ago? over two weeks ago, and yet is the first time you see. And so that just comes to show how the algorithms work in a way that only after you spend X amount of time and you've gone through other content that the platform has believed that it's more relevant for you to see, it will actually start showing you some other content that it did not be that it was not served to you when it was recently recently published, or it only is gonna start being seen by more people as it's getting interaction from other users in the platform. So it's super important to keep that in mind, right? Not everything happens immediately, so you need to learn. You need to let things um, work its cycle. Now, Grace, let's go to uh, point number two. So we have five points here. We've already covered point number one. Let's go over point number two. Yeah, that's um, we're talking about increasing the brand awareness, right? And uh, positive mentions. So, you know, Google, as was said by Liel, it's not that it's going to take your post and all of a sudden you, you're going to go rank number one because you're posting consistently and you're doing all these different things. No, it's it's paying attention to essentially what they call the context of your online engagement, how people talk about you and what how that impacts your ranking is basically the signals and they call them yeah. 
from my understanding, it's called social signals. Correct me if I'm wrong, Liel. But that yeah. what the social posting does is it creates signals to Google telling it, hey, these people are interacting with their social media of this company because they're relevant or they're not relevant, right? So it depends on how you're posting, how you're engaging, and all of that is considered social signals to Google. So it yeah. knows, okay, these people are relevant, they're engaging, and this is another factor for ranking that basically Google is looking at to make sure that you are going to be included as a social signal because you're engaging enough and people care about the content you're putting out there. Yes, absolutely. You're, you're spot on because while your social media presence itself may not necessarily be contributing to your rankings, the social sentiment that exists around your brand does, right? As we know very well now, Google doesn't just analyze text and links and makes their algorithm based out of black and white. They also take into consideration what's the actual statements that are being put out about your brand, how people feel about it. Are they talking good about your brand? Are they being critical about it? And so you basically want to make sure that there is enough positive mentions around your brand so that Google can see that there is that positive feeling that people have with your law firm in this particular case. And so how do you do that? Well, of course you wanna um, share content that is gonna be valuable on your social media platforms. You wanna be participating in activities that are of interest to your network and to your following. I think that's why it's so important and effective to do have uh, contests, to do have uh, recognition to your uh, team, right, and to your clients, and to really make this platform about your community and not just about yourself, so that people gravitate more towards it, and at the same time, they are feeling more encouraged to actually uh, compliment and share positive um, thoughts and comments on it because they're actually seeing um, the people behind it, right? Which is way more likely to generate positive mentions than when you are talking about a third person entity, right? And so that's, I think, one of the biggest takeaways here is encourage positive mentions, make people feel more positive about your brand through that. Now, there's another way, Grace, here that it's super important, and that comes to uh, reputation management. 100%, you know, let know your clients that you do value for them for their recommendation on Facebook, right? And the same way that you're asking for potentially reviews on Google, my business, you may want to potentially also say, hey, recommend us on Facebook as well. Help other people that may be in the same situation that you were find an easy and effective solution for it. And if you just give us that recommendation by saying, yes, I recommend in Facebook, that's going to actually help that mission. So I think that's super important. I think when you are sharing success stories and such, make them personal at the same time. Don't just leave them into blank statements that someone somewhere said this about you because Again, you know, it just feels not very personal. I understand that there is privacy that needs to be taken into consideration, but there's ways that you can go about it. Maybe just put in the name, not the last name or the name and the initial and the, and the location where the person's from, um, you know, pictures. I mean, those 
are worth a thousand words and they're not necessarily need to have a name associated to them. So Grace, I think there's a lot of ways to create, as we've said, a positive sentiment here. You just need to really uh, build your content strategy on your social media platforms around that gold. Grace, I'm going to move on to another point. It's building partnerships. And this one is one that I really love, Grace. And, you know, I think we were in an intersection a few years ago where people did not really understand that social media was not just a platform to go in and share, you know, what's happening in their lives or what's happening in their own businesses, but it actually became the new cocktail reception or happy hour where you go and meet with other people of your industry to network. And that is so powerful and so valuable. And so not leveraging social media for that, it's a real missed opportunity. And Grace, I want us to touch a little bit on how can you use social media in order to build a network, to build a partnership that's actually going to support you in promoting your brand when their support is going to be of great value to you. So, first of all, I want to I want to I want to check your temperature on this. What how do you feel about what I've just said? Well, I mean, it, it's kind of funny because I feel like you and I kind of we do this, right? I mean, we've created our own content. You are your own organization. I'm representative of a different organization and we've kind of did this type of partnership. So I feel like to me, this is always a great way to, and probably one of the more important ways to uh, engage with the community out there because it is getting much more difficult to actually come up on anybody's page organically as a page or as an organization, right? I mean, Facebook is making it much more difficult because they want people to see what they want to see, meaning what they're clicking on rather than necessarily ads or certain types of uh, announcements that are being done by companies. So I agree with you wholeheartedly. This is a super important point and uh, building partnerships, you know, there's multiple layers to it and I'll let you talk a little bit about that, but building a partnership is super important on, on, on there if you want any real organic views anymore. You have to. Yeah. So, Grace, let's talk a little bit about, as you've said, the three different layers of strategic partnerships that you should be looking at building and nurturing in social media. So the first one is your your brand advocates. These are people who potentially have already been your clients. They were very happy with your results. They also follow you on social media and they interact with you. They like what you post. Every once in a while, they share a nice gesture or word or something out there. And so... Basically, you need to go back and do the same, right? They comment, go and appreciate their comment, give them a like, right? Go to their social media, check what they're doing and give them also some some likes and engagement. You definitely want to make sure that you're also targeting other two types of individuals. One of them are going to be influencers, right? Individuals that have a following, that have an authority and that are also very important to your target audience. And that can be, as I've said, two different, uh, and it could be individuals or it can be organizations. 
And here, Grace, you just need to be a little bit more strategic, right? You want to make sure that when you're creating some of your posts that are relevant to what they do, they're getting tagged, but in a, in a positive way, right? Because you're either complimenting them, because you're either quoting or citing something that they do, you're, so, you're sharing or you're helping them amplify their reach through your own network, right? So you basically want to let them know, hey, I appreciate and I value what you're doing there. Then you also want to make sure that you're joining the conversations that they are starting at the same time. And that's going to be super, super valuable. And so you do that same thing for both of these type of influencers, if you may. And then what happens, Grace, is that you build up this partnership where you're basically uh, supporting them in what matters to them to the point that they take notice on you and they start doing the same because, hey, you know, at the end of the day, uh, social media is also about personal relationships. And so what happens when someone is constantly kind to you? Well, you're kind to them as well, right? But you want to make sure that you are uh, definitely doing it with a purpose that you're adding value and you're not just making out generic comments, just giving likes to every single thing that they post without necessarily adding much to it. You need to remember that the most valuable level types of engagement that you can um, offer on social media is going to be number one, the sharing. Uh, it's the most valuable one. And then it's going to be your comments. So just going around and liking through your entire timeline, it's really not gonna mean much to anybody. It's just at the end of the day, a vanity metric. And another tip I do have here is that if you're going to share somebody's content, take a moment to write a caption as to why you're sharing. But that's another thing that people also do kind of like as a shortcut, just sharing it, right? Without actually writing anything. And I actually think that it would just have way more value if you write a reason as to why do you think that that particular post is valuable and needs to be acknowledged, right? And, and that can be done in endless types of ways, depending on the tone and voice that you have on social media. So 100% recommended that. Now, uh, case uses grace of these, you know, particularly if you're a law firm that is doing personal injury, I'm just using this as an example, Grace, I think you can definitely can be looking at local organizations that are preventing the type of injuries that you represent and the type of accidents that you're trying to avoid. So you definitely want to be keeping an ear to the ground as to what these organizations are doing and you want to partner with them because A, most likely they're going to have very authoritative websites. And uh, even though they may not have the biggest following, so social network, it can certainly become a very, very important strategic partnership. Uh, educational organizations, right? Whether you're doing anything to offer grants, scholarships, that sort of thing, uh, you definitely want to make sure that you are exploring ways where you can penetrate other circles in your community to offer this type of help that you haven't yet had access to, right? So that's also another way of doing it. And again, tremendous value then for your SEO strategy. Why? Because then eventually um, you can partner up for some sort of uh, contest for some giveaway that could potential then uh, create to a post on their website that will uh, have a link. And again, Grace, these are extremely extremely valuable. So um, I think those are really important and um, 
you know, evidence strategies that you can go for. They can be also B2B strategies. You can actually uh, be doing this for other law firms that can be a source of referrals for you. There's really endless amount of um, collaborations that you can find there, but identify who are your individuals and be consistent and, you know, know what's going to be your ask at some point when that opportunity comes. Don't bring it up too early. You know, deliver first, uh, build a partnership just like you would do with a friendship, right? You don't just go someone to someone that you've met uh, on the first 10 minutes at a cocktail reception and ask them to do something for you without actually first having established a relationship. Or do you actually do that, Grace? I don't know. Yeah, generally times. speaking, I, I get to know them first, yes. <laughs> hmm. Then we figure I guess out what's that's, best for both. Yeah. I, I guess if you don't want to be given a weird look, you'd probably go ahead and first establish our, our relationship. So, Grace, let's move on to the next one. Well, and that's... I, have, um, I do oh, want go to ahead. say Sorry. one thing. No, no, that's okay. Because I think it's, um, you know, you were giving a good case study or use case for this specific uh, situation. And, you know, I've come across that in engagement and social quite a few times. And I'd like to give... Uh, an actual action that I've taken um, that could be taken by anybody that does this particular um, uh, in personal injury. And that's, you know, motorcycle accidents. Um, you know, I, you know, I, I used to be a rider. And, and so when it comes to motorcycles and safety and that, that type of thing, it's, it's always been very important to me. Um, so I got involved with a bait, which is the American bikers aimed towards education. Um, and they are associations that it's an association that gives classes and courses um, on motorcycle safety and, you know, the, the writing so that you can actually get your motorcycle license. Um, and so I actually got involved with uh, over here in Florida, you know, we have one of the biggest Harley Davidsons in the United States um, yep. down on what's called 441. And so I got involved with them and um, as part of the, the law firm, they were giving classes, you know, on, education and insurance and information on safety and all of that for motorcycle riders. So to me, that is probably one of the better, you know, we created a, a relationship, a partnership that, you know, they were taking pictures with, um, you know, the Harley Davidson in the background and then the law firm as well, because we were giving free information to them and booklets and all of that on, on how to protect yourself and stay safe right out on the road. Um, so it worked both ways. You know, they, they gave us the opportunity to talk to, to riders and, and, and make, you know, basically allow us to tell them, this is the ways that you take care of yourself and you stay safe. And if, you know, anything happens, this is how we can help you. Um, but in turn, you know, they got the information and we in turn got exposure with the community that is important to us. Yeah. So it worked exactly. out That's great. That's what you need to be doing. Yeah. Yes. Just online. Do that online. So don't just leave it and limit it to those personal networking opportunities that you have in events. That's great. Do that as well while it lasts. Exactly. <laughs> And then 100% take that to online platforms because, again, it's giving you more reach and it's, and it's helping you keep the momentum of that relationship. So, again, I think that's very, very, very easy to digest uh, reason why you could be leveraging social media to boost your ranking and SEO. Grace, the next one. 
establish authority. Can you explain us a little bit what this means, establish authority? Yeah, that's extremely important. So uh, I think a lot of people mistake uh, the concept of establishing authority and, you know, posting all the time constantly. Um, when we talk about establish authority, we're talking about adding it, your authoritative content, your content that says, I know what I'm talking about into new channels, which that includes social media, right? So that way it will increase the reach, your brand awareness, and hopefully discoverability so that people see, okay, I know what I'm talking about. I'm posting it out on the appropriate channels at the appropriate times with the appropriate message for that channel. What do I mean? There's Facebook, there's Instagram, there's tons of social media out there. You have to post the right time that most people are on there. And it has to be written in a way that makes sense for that particular post. So if you're on Facebook, it can have obviously words, right? Verbiage, content. If you're on Instagram, are you going to post on Instagram words? No, you're going to post photos, pictures, and relevancy for that. And on the times that people are on Instagram. So that's what we're talking about establishing authority. We're talking about you establishing yourself as a thought leader in your space by using the content you already have, but formatting it and putting it on social media platforms in the right time and in the right way and in the right space. So don't just spray and pray. I constantly say this. Don't just post anywhere and hope that it's going to stick. No, this is about engagement. This is about a posting in the right place for what you're trying to achieve. And that all comes from a proper strategy so that you can establish, establish yourself as an authority. You need to be a thought leader in your space and people can see that if you do it correctly and as part of your current strategy. What do you think about that, Leo? I think that's extremely important, right? Uh, I think, again, and we're revisiting here one of the things we've already mentioned on a previous point, is you definitely want to use social media to reestablish yourself as a thought leader, um, as an expert on a subject matter. And you see, you have an opportunity to do that, but again, you have to present reasons, right, that allow those who are discovering you on social media platforms, why is it that you are a thought leader, right? So uh, you want to make sure that, for instance, a great way of doing that is by sharing relevant article that you wrote or a guest blog that you wrote. Or if you've been mentioned in the news, right, that happens also so often. At the end of the day, you're lawyers, you're in court, sometimes your verdicts get um, published. And so... That's important. That needs to be shared. And by you actually sharing those things on your timeline, that actually helps you boost that image that your network and other people that may not know about you have about you. I cannot overstate how important it is to use hashtags and tag the relevant associations, right? So if you are actually going to get uh, mentioned on a news or an article or something, then make sure that you are tagging the association or the outlet that actually created that article on you. And if it's about a particular subject, make sure that you are using hashtags to ensure that people following that topic 
may potentially get served your content if it starts getting some traction. And another important thing here uh, to keep in mind is um, if it's about a topic, right, that you they may not be the ones who are actually publishing you or mentioning you, you can still tag them as long as it's extremely relevant. I would say as well with that, don't overuse hashtags particularly because it just doesn't really help for much. And it also makes the posts look very weird and desperate. Yes. So I'll just say that. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's better to have fewer hashtags, but very relevant and well thought of. Yes. And here's another one. Um, your hashtags search how much it, it like particularly in platforms like like LinkedIn and, and even Facebook and Instagram you can see how much interest there is around those hashtags uh, from the platform itself and uh, just make sure that you're using hashtags that still are under the topic that you're covering but um, have some level of interest and in following. Um, I, you know, I, I don't think the using the hashtag uh, as an irony is very effective anymore, especially if it doesn't have any following. So, you know, just keep in mind those things. And Grace, do we have anything else to add to this point of building authority? Um, I, you know, look, uh, we're talking about social media specifically and building authority using social, social media. You know, just remember that social media is a part of your overall content strategy. Um, so establishing authority isn't a be all and end all on social media. It's not like you're going to, you know, post a, a, a new article or a new book right on social media. Right. So just know that in the back of your mind, we're talking about social signals and establishing authority as part of an overall strategy that you already have in place. So that's just, I like to make sure that people understand yeah. that when we're talking about establishing authority using social media. Right. And again, the whole, why do you care about authority? Well, you know, we're looking at things holistically. It's going to help you on social media. And then eventually that's also going to help you in the way that you're perceived by search engines. Exactly. So Grace, let's move on to our last point that we have here to discuss. And that's boost content lifespan and engagement. This one builds on the idea that you need to give your content visibility and you need to remember that at the end of the day, right, your website is still the core and the center of your digital marketing strategy. Your ultimate goal is to drive people to your site so that eventually they can potentially initiate their journey of conversion. Providing that your sales approach is that one, taking people, generating a brand awareness through different channels, and then getting them to buy, from your site. Now, let's suppose, no, nah, I don't care about that. Your website at the end of the day is the one thing you own, okay? Any social media platform, any day, any day, without giving you much explanations, can decide to just close your account. You were just talking about someone who recently went through that, right, Grace? Yes. So, right, and so, you don't just want to have your entire content strategy built into a social media platform because if that were to happen to you for whatever reason, then it's all gone. You'll lose everything. So it's still very important to understand that you build your content 
in your website, and then you use social media platforms to drive interest to your brand and to your firm through social media channels. So that's extremely important, right? That doesn't mean that you shouldn't post anything on social media. That's not what we're saying. We're saying that social media sends people back to your site and helps you drive traffic to your site. Because at the end of the day, you cannot just sit and wait for Google to actually show your content. Uh, you want to be proactive about driving traffic. And so that social media is going to be great for helping you do that. Now, how can you actually create a post that's going to help you get people to click on your article and at the same time drive that traffic that you want? So your post needs to fulfill one of the following four. So you can take either one of these four steps to make sure that your post is engaging. So present a solution to a problem. Very straightforward. Lawyers do that all the time. That's probably the one that they overuse the most, right? If you've been involved in an accident and so and so, you could do this, right? And so that's your post. Educate. Another one that is fairly common, right? So you want to share information about news, updates, regulations, things that people should know about. So that's also going to be very important. Now, here's one that doesn't get used very much, very often. That's entertain. And remember, right, it's social media. People go to social media for many different reasons. And particularly, depending what uh, social channel it is, they may be there for more of entertainment than education. So make sure that you're aware of that and know what your audience is looking for so you can also leverage that. and. Can law firms post entertaining content? Absolutely. Like there's endless examples of what could be entertaining, but it also is going to come down to what you as a law firm feel comfortable sharing and how you like to present it. But there's no one size fits all sort of solution towards that. And then there is the connection, right? It's putting out a post that is creating an emotional connection with your audience. I think a great example to those grades are all of those inspirational posts, stories of people who overcome challenges, adversity, that went against all odds and achieved things. That's those type of posts. And you see that those easily and very quickly go viral. Well, because of that same reason, because they touch emotion. So I think what's very important when you're actually um, going down that road or any of them is not to be very blunt about bringing the uh, business agenda into the actual post because then it actually doesn't it just doesn't get perceived as natural. Oh, no, that's, that's probably one of the most important things about social media that I think people forget when they create posts is this is to be social. This is to share. This is to engage. This is not for you to just put something out there and pull at the heartstrings of people and hope that they're going to, you know, interact with you. No, it's because it means something to you. It's part of your corporate culture. It's it, there's a reason you're putting that out there. Right. And it's to get engagement. It's to, to speak to your community so that they engage with you about something that's important to you, right. That you're engaging yeah. with them on an emotional level for a reason, because that inspirational post meant something to you. 100% Grace. And so here is something that I will also suggest. Why are we bringing up all of this in 
talking about different types of posts and such is because you need to ta- you need to test and experiment and you need to see what works best for your for your social media channels and for your audience. And you're not going to know, you're not going to have any substantial data until you actually have tested enough of different posts in different platforms to really see what works, right? You can be researching everything you want and see which posts are getting the most traction on social media platforms and then go and replicate that and it may not work with you. And it may be because your particular audience doesn't care about that. So give it a try to these different types of posts, but measure the results. See, you know, particularly when you're posting for your business page, it actually gives you very, or even even your personal page, particularly LinkedIn or Twitter, there will actually give you analytics of how many people have seen your post, where these people come from, where do they work. And so that's really important because then it will help you see and understand better. Well, people like this more, responded better to this. So let's create more content that the audience is actually responding better to and post more in that tone, right? Without overdoing it. And so... You don't want to be a one-trick pony on social media also because that's going to get ineffective very quickly. So know how to mix things up and understand that the goal at the end of the day is to let your posts run a longer life cycle than the one you think it should have because the more effective they are, the more they're going to get shared, the more they're going to get commented on and well past the two-week lifespan that it may have in certain algorithms where it's going to get presented. It may continue long after, continue to generate visibility and therefore drive traffic to your website. Grace, what do you think? Have we given enough content here? I think so. I think with the, you know, the different points that we've covered, um, that people should um, have a better understanding of what social media is for and how to Create it as part of their current strategy, but not just spray and pray. So, All right, Grace. So now let's bring it down to three takeaways. All right, let's start. Let's give three takeaways here as to why your social media presence and activity can indirectly help your organic search rankings. So I think the first one is, you know, sharing content in social media it makes it discoverable, right? Because it can start showing up across depending on how many people engage and as they engage over time, it can show up more and more on different people's pages and their feeds and so on and so on. So it's not a, you know, a one and be all and done. No, you this is something that can potentially actually go across and become what's called discoverable and it extends the life cycle of that particular post. So as people share it, the more involved it becomes and it can actually continue becoming what we consider in the content world evergreen to a point. Couldn't agree with you more on that one. It's about discoverability, it's about letting people wouldn't have found it organically. And then at at the same time, if you get a little bit more strategic about it, you can potentially also become, help it become a source to new links back to your website. And again, you can be strategic about it. Don't be shy. Tag and use hashtags in a way that it will help you probably get visibility from organizations or individuals that you care for. So that's um, what I would add to that one. What do we have as takeaway number two? So takeaway number two, um, you know, your current strategies, whatever those are, right? Content and social media including analytics for both, they got to work together. So 
remember, we're talking about social signals, but we're talking about a strategy as an overall holistic marketing strategy, as Liel specifically said earlier, this is all in one. So your content needs to be engaging and it needs to work as part of your overall strategy and not hope that you're just posting stuff on social media and that Google's going to pick it up. No, it doesn't work like that. So both your content strategy and your social media strategy, including your analytics with parameters, however it is that you currently follow your uh, social media uh, within your tracking and analytics, please make sure that they continue to do so and they connect with each other. Um, I know you could probably speak a little better to how that would work, you know, in terms of UTM parameters and stuff like that, because I know I get a little too technical with mm -hmm. people. <laughs> so I'll let you say a little bit more about that. But they need to connect, guys. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, it's not just about the analytics that you can get from the actual social media social media platforms, but in your analytics account itself, you can basically see the sources that are referring you back uh, the most amount of traffic from social media and which pages are they landing in, right? So it's not just about seeing in search engines, you know, which pages are uh, getting the most traffic. You can also see from your referrals from social who is actually coming to your site and what pages, what articles are they coming the most from. And then you can make the correlation uh, about which posts are driving these ones to you. And then compare also how does that look in your social media engagement activity, right? Because here's another thing that you need to understand. It's, it, you know, you may be bummed that you're not getting a lot of engagement on social media because you're not getting comments, you're not getting likes, you're not getting shares. But that doesn't mean people are not clicking on your content, right? There is no real trace that is left on the actual post itself after somebody has actually gone and visit your uh, blog post that you've shared a link for. So look at those metrics as well, because again, the fact that you're not getting uh, the other type of visible engagement, tangible engagement, if you may, doesn't mean that you're not getting any engagement at all. And so traffic to your site, I want to remind everyone, like your law firm probably runs campaigns to generate traffic alone. So if your organic posts are driving some sort of traffic to your site, that's actually good as well. So don't, don't forget about that. Exactly. So I would say that take us that would take us to our third takeaway, right, Leo? <laughs> That's right. The last one. That's right. So now don't forget about your old content, right? Um, I think it's it's easy to forget that we have some stuff out there that can be refreshed, updated because it's still relevant or people are still looking at it and they're just coming back to it because they want information or an update on the previous information that you posted. So high performing old content should be updated and recirculated to re basically to maximize its lifespan. Take your content that's evergreen and keep refreshing it as needed because Google does look at that and it will look at that on top of that with your social media. So if social signals, part of your regular content strategy, make sure that high performing old content that you've tracked will let you know that you can reuse it, update it, repost it with a couple different words here and there because that's an update. What do you think? Yeah, 100 I, I couldn't have agreed with you more, Grace, right? You're doing it, of course, because it's going to help your SEO. Uh, you're doing it because it is well-received on your social media channels. But if you're also setting all that aside and you're just looking at it from the standpoint as a person, 
right? As a business owner. And you know that there is an article, right? A handout that you have in your law firm on your waiting room where people are waiting to talk to you. That is extremely popular, right? Every time you put copies out of there, uh, people take them. And so wouldn't you want to make sure that those copies have content that A, it's up to date, they're looking good, right? They don't have wrinkles and they're not old and dusty, right? You want to make sure that they're in the best state that they could be because you know people are going to be getting them. So it's exactly the same approach with your digital content. If there is a, a page that is getting visited a lot because the content has generated traffic, you want to make sure that you're giving it maintenance, that it has terrific user experience, that it's really embracing the latest in what Google determines best practices for user experience. You want to make sure that your content is not outdated, that you continue to update it as required uh, so that it's still relevant in providing good, valuable information to users. And you want to make sure that as you're doing that, you continue to drive more traffic to it by giving it visibility through social platforms. So Grace, again, I think we've had here a really good conversation that explains how your digital strategy channels are not siloed. They do help each other. So while there may not be a direct line to correlate what how what you do on one helps the other, we do have a very clear understanding that what you're doing is going to affect the strategy as a whole, right? And so don't ignore social. It's a great way to boost your SEO performance. And we've just talked about it now through very easy and actionable things that you could do by just putting a little bit of thought and drafting a plan to go after it. So Grace, I think that's it. We're at the end of another conversation, that's aren't right. we? End of social media, five different things you guys can do. <laughs> that's right, Grace. So we'll be back next week with another conversation. Thank you very much. Thank you. If you like our show, make sure you subscribe, tell your coworkers, leave us a review, and send us your questions at ask at We'll see you next week.